Listener Production. Just like that craving for a saucy sausage roll after last night to get the new day rolling. What was I thinking? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Matt, have you seen on Google they've got the new function, you know, not just shazamming a song anymore and you have to have Mm. the actual song. If you're on the Google website, they can say you want to find a song, just hum a part of it into the Google app and you can find out. All right. Do you reckon I should try it? With something yes, that I've been go for it. humming recently. Yeah, go for it. What, what have you been humming? Okay. Hampton Ant song. There it is. Boom. Done. Did that really just do that? That yeah. quick? Hampton Ant song, 35% match. The Hampton Ant song, 33% match. And then Hampsterdam's 2.0, 23% match by the Boomtang Boys. <laughs> well, that Sorry. is... Hang on, Bron, are you trying to hum a song? Or are you just coughing and dying over there? My, my mic is down. I was dying. <laughs> are you okay? We need a whole show to do, Bron. I'm actually struggling to breathe. <laughs> Bron, you're just as good as Google. You can do that. Um... Well, thank you very much for joining us, first and foremost. We've got a big, big show for you today, provided Bron survives. I'm sorry, everyone. Let's just jump into this show quickly, because we've got to get through it, otherwise something might happen to Bron. And we cannot do this show without her. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. I have two words, Matt O'Kine, that I want to put to you. Mm. Two words I have only heard together about 30 seconds ago. I just said the name of someone that you've got a uh, petty grudge against. Because we were talking about petty grudges. We, we've all got, everyone holds onto stuff, onto grudges from the past. And that name that was beeped out, you've got a, you got a bit of beef. Oh, mate, i got more than beef. i got the whole damn cow. This absolute worm of a bloke at our high school, this teacher, oh, mate, he was such a dickhead. Oh, Even I, then. I think I think you might have told me about this. I thing. have. He walked around with his f- bright flared up shirts, his popped collar. Oh, he's one of, the, one of the cool guys. Cool teacher. One of the cool teachers with a popped collar. Anyway, I hate the guy because he didn't put me in the first 11 cricket team. <laughs> and I should have been in that team. Mm. I was all-rounder of the year in the under-16s. I was the right. bloody captain of the 16As. Bro, that's... I mean, sport's a big one, getting picked for sport. I didn't make the Warnable District Footy League intra-league team. So they picked mm. the best 22 players for the to play against, um, I know, the next league over in South Australia, I think we mm. played against. I got picked to run the water. <sighs> run in the water. So I was the 23rd, 24th best person. Coach's son got on the team. Oh, uh, yeah. Made it in there. Old Daiso's taken out the H2O. <laughs> and come the end of the year, oh, it's the Warrnambool District Footy League, best and fairest. The whole league getting votes every game. Who comes third place? <laughs> Daiso, Alex Dyson. Third place out of the whole league. Thank you very much. Couldn't make the top 22 of the actual club <laughs> match, but then gets voted by the officers third in the whole joint. Unbelievable. I still haven't forgotten the guy who refused to give me a third ice cream t- taster at the <laughs> a, a, the third taste tester at the ice cream shop. I'm still filthy with that bloke. 
As a point, is I there refuse. A, is there signs around it that say a limit of two two testers per I don't know. I can't purchase. remember. All I knew, that, and to be fair, he even gave it to me, but the hard time he gave me. <laughs> the eye roll was he handed it over. <laughs> oh, I don't usually give more than two taste tests. I guarantee I like you walk back it, into that ice creamery, there'll be a sign. Maximum of three taste I, tests. I felt like throwing it back and just taking it and being, I don't need your third taster, mate. <laughs> I'm never coming back. You're going to give me this much hassle about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. And so, uh, Bron, what about you? Have you got any got any what petty grudges? Petty grudges, Bron? I feel like I've got a lot, but I can't. Mm, well, oh, go on, one of unleash. The, we can bleep names. We got we've got the capacity. One here. of the main ones is a member of the Liberal Party was very rude to me at my old place of work. Oh, very high oh. up in the Liberal Party. Oh, I don't yes. think they're high up anymore. No, they're, they're not high mm. up anymore. Ah, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> they were such a dick. You remember what they said? <laughs> they were they were just rude to me. Mm. In what way? And like like I was trying to get them to come into the studio that like the TV studio. Yeah. And they refused to sit down and it was a live segment and I was like, "Oh, you got to like we're about to go to air." They were like yelling basically like, "I don't want to go to air without being briefed." And I was like, getting calls from like a producer in Sydney when I was in Melbourne and they were like, why isn't he in yet? And I'm like, he's yelling at me. I don't know what to do. I was like 20 years old. Oh. Do you know what? To be fair, that doesn't sound like a petty grudge. That sounds like a fully justifiable grudge. Like I would not like someone who is rude to me as well. Mm. Yeah. So don't like him. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know though. So look, we asked you, what's the pettiest grudge you've ever held? Tess said in the mid eighties, I went to preschool with a boy who would go on to become an NRL player. At four years of age, he pushed me off a climbing gym and winded me. Every time I saw him playing an NRL game 20 years later, I told anyone who'd listen that he was a thug. <laughs> I would hold the, oh, mate, if someone's pushing Sophia off <laughs> the climbing equipment, they are getting instant thug status. Lifetime dog. <laughs> Lauren said, uh, once on Triple J, Nina Las Vegas was saying how it's important to dress nicely on planes and show up as your best self. And I lived by that for years and always put the effort in, even if it meant being uncomfortable on the flight. Fast forward to 2016, I'm getting on a plane in Newcastle and guess who arrives late in tracky dacks and a t-shirt? <laughs> None other than NLV herself and I will never forgive her. Oh, well, well, well. Oh, wow. How the turntables. Thank you, Lauren. Patrice <laughs> said 15 years ago, our local fish and chip shop forgot my dad's order and didn't apologize. Dad has banned the whole house from ever going there again, <laughs> which is devastating as they do great chippies. Um, Ash said, I hold a grudge every time my husband cheats on me in my dream. <laughs> Rightfully so, Ash. Good work. Uh, Jackson, I got <laughs> poked in the eye by a well-known AFL footballer at a nightclub nine years ago. I still haven't let it go. Well, yeah, you, I Jackson. wouldn't let it go either. Yeah. Why, why are footballers poking Was you? Was he doing the Travolta? Like that and just poked one out and accidentally got <laughs> him in the eye? alive. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, thank you very much, Jackson. Stab All right, in the eye. The Stab in the eye. <laughs> Indeed it is. Matt O'Kine goes out every week, finds a fact, then comes through and puts our minds to the test. Matt, what have you been looking at? Well, Alex Dyson, I have to, you know, give a bit of a warning that this fact might not be a hundred percent 
factual. Okay, and the reason why I say this. Look, this guys, fact I mean, might not be factual. Okay, oh look, my God. I just. No, I was blown away by the reasoning behind why this fact has sort of been presented previously as a fact. And so I thought it was worth repeating. Okay. And okay. Though this, this so you're going to say a fact to... that isn't true, but you think it's mind blowing how people came to think that it was. Exactly. Okay. Now this is something that I read online and had to do my own research and I've landed on a bbc.co.uk. And it was when Marilyn Manson took one of their ribs out. <laughs> oh, you know what I... no. <laughs> I've never did the Marilyn Manson fact. Not even once. Um, okay. Having flashbacks. Isn't this how my blow went last week? <laughs> the, yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's a trend now. Um, okay. So the, 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 the fact, the fact that I read that I initially read and tried to research is this. Al Capone is responsible for milk having expiry dates because his niece got sick from some off milk mm. and he decided to pressure the uh, the councils and governments to change their procedures and put the expiry dates on milk. So you saw that fact and thought, wow, that is pretty mind-blowing. You thought you're onto a winner. Well, that's it. Because, I mean, and I was like, How, is that true? And apparently a lot of people genuinely believe that this is uh, a fact, that his niece got sick and that he, mm. um, you know, petitioned for this to change. And not petitioned, like, you know. <laughs> used, didn't used go around his and get methods. signatures from his <laughs> no. friends and people on the no. street the way used a lot of people methods. do petitions. Al Capone, and... notorious gangster, had a different form of petition. <laughs> yes. Okay, so uh, there's that. There's that fact. Now, one of the things that this BBC article says, part of the reason why, like, this article literally says, it's hard, It's never been established if this story is 100% half fact, but it still is worth talking about. Because, so it's 100% not 100% fact. Like it, that's not why milk expiry dates came in. Well, they, they can't, we don't know if this is a fact or not, but where was the first the thing, time there was a milk expiry date? I was don't it in know, Chicago but, in the thirties? Well, but or here's whatever, this. Whenever he was there. There is, there is general consensus that Al Capone was linked to the expiry dates on milk. But the thing is, it's not necessarily because his niece or a relative got sick from the milk. The other theory is because Al Capone had all of the equipment to make it happen, right? Because he had used, um, he had, he, when, um, prohibition was happening between 1920 and 1933, alcohol was banned in the U S mm. and the mafia, his particular mafia outfit outfit had all of the stuff needed to create their own alcohol. And they had a whole underground thing going. Right, so they got their own fermenting barrels and they can do that. Including all of the, um, you know, things that you would require to print labels and, you know, dates on packaging and milk. <laughs> okay. So, so he could make alcohol, but he also could pasteurize. <laughs> well, no, he could make alcohol and he could also print use by dates. Okay. Right. So the theory goes that when prohibition ended, they, um, he did, he needed to use this, all this, you know, equipment that he had packaging and bottling equipment. And so part of his uh, plan was to use it by packaging milk and putting uh, used-by dates on it. That's so the theory. So he just got into the milk beers and he decided to put labels on his milk getting distributed. I don't, I don't know whether he was ever... Okay, listen. Oh, no. I don't know whether he was ever in the milk industry. What but I said what he the started theory bottling, is... and bottling his own milk. No, I, okay, he didn't bottle his own milk. 
He was just responsible for the use-by dates being printed on the bottles of milk. So he had that equipment. His capability of bottling got to do with it then. Because it's all about packaging. So Printing but, labels but you're and saying stuff. he's packaging milk. I don't know whether he was packaging milk. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that he's packaging the milk. So, I'm saying that he so has he the was equipment to on, package. On, in bulk, having milk through his labelling no. centre and putting the labels on it. <laughs> Okay, look, I'm going to just, just, just pause, okay? <laughs> no. Whoops. Uh, I pressed the wrong button. Wrong. Um, look, I, I would like to have my mind blown. I would love to have my mind blown. When we don't know what happened, it's tough to have your mind blown. I we're think not it's sure an interesting theory. That Al Capone lobbied to get expiry dates on milk, and he said it was because he had a niece who was sick, who got sick, and therefore but that he didn't lobbied. Happen. Hard. But actually, it's because. But no, that's what people people think. But it's hard to establish whether it actually happened. But then the other actual reason that people might think that he did that lobbying was because he had all the equipment to print the dates on. Yes, he had labels and packaging. So he, maybe he wanted to sell all this useless equipment, and so told them put use by dates on it. And here, I happen to own a use by date. Exactly. That's the theory. I mean, come on, the Andy, mild groan stands, my friend. <laughs> and it's thank goodness that as part of this segment every week, we also like to get your mind blowing facts, which are hopefully more solid. <clears throat> this week's mind blowing fact comes from Tom. Alrighty, boys, got another mind blowing fact for you. Uh, the Oxford University in England was built before Machu Picchu in Peru. Mind blown. Wait, what? When when was Oxford built, Bron? What year? 1096. 1096? Yeah, it says, well. And when was Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu was built around 1450 AD. So mm. no matter what no, dates those were, Oxford University came before Machu Picchu. Mind blown. That is pretty mind blowing. For some reason, I thought Machu Picchu was like in the BCs or something. Yeah, seems like it. I mean, yeah. Oxford, I tell you what, I don't want to, I mean, the building of where they built Machu Picchu, much more, you know, difficult. <laughs> Tougher to get there. But I tell you what, I know which one survived a little bit better. Yeah, but you like went the, to Machu Picchu, The building Picchu, itself. Yeah, I did. None of the none of, none of the structures have any roofs anymore. Whereas Oxford Uni, I think they've done pretty well. Can you hear that in the background, Matt? Can you hear that sound? What's that? Oh, yep, yep. No, I know what that is. That's yeah. a um, home tattoo gun. <laughs> That's right. The tattoo gun in the garage in Tassie is getting warmed up because a couple of Australia's <laughs> loosest blokes uh, have discovered a life hack. Uh, Heath from Tassie, he, he's a man who gets tattoos for stuff. You and I, Matt, presented him with a shopping list of some excellent brands and partners from the uh, show here at Listener. Um, now, given the tattoo gun is ready to go, we thought it prudent to do our due diligence, 
tell the brands that Heath has selected their brand as something he would like to get tattooed on his body. And our producer Bron's in with a little bit of an update. How's it all going, Bron? Good, really good. We, um, yeah, Heath is excited. He wants to get, you know, as many deals done as possible. He picked seven mm-hmm. from seven. Yes. I've gone back to the sales team just to be like, hey, what have we actually promised these people? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Now that's okay. why you're the best producer of the biz, Bron. Just <laughs> cross it eyes and dot T's. Communication is key. So that we don't have um, Australia's loosest bloke knocking on their doors with his their brand tattooed all over them and they say, new phone, who dis? Literally. Exactly. Or... <laughs> The tattoo is so poor, as Nathan, his mate, has never done it before, mm-hmm. that a brand says, that doesn't say our brand name. <laughs> exactly. So um, I wanted to be. So there's an update? There's a I, bit of an update? There is an update. I want to be fully transparent with everybody. We went back to sales. Now, we have some good news and bad news. <laughs> what do you want first? <laughs> what more can you ask for? The tattoo. It's a pledge of life. Let's get the, um, I reckon we finish on good news, so we might start with bad. I and mean, let's bring someone else in the conversation, someone who's making the actual phone calls. It's Courtney from the Listener Sales Team. G'day, Courtney. Hey, guys. Great to be back. It's great to have you uh, here with an update, Courtney. Now, um, you probably were delighted to hear that, um, you know, Heath had chosen to go shopping with all the brands that you've uh, worked hard to partner us with uh, for this particular mm, activity. Initiative, yes. Shopping, he went. He has filled that basket full of um, majority of my clients. <laughs> Amazing. They would have been stoked to get their well, um, brand out there. Wait, 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 wait. There was a but. What? what? The but? There might have been a few people that were a little bit worried about their logo being a bit blurred on his body and not quite true to their marketing um, <laughs> oh content God. approvals. The, so. uh, the old brand ah! style guide. What? Yeah, well, they might have heard <laughs> us call up a bloke from Tassie named Nathan who answered the phone by saying, ring-a-ding-ding, you've got the king, um, and then proceeded to say he had no tattoo experience. But they've decided no matter the poor qualityness of these tattoos... They're going to deliver the goods. They're going to deliver the goods. So we've got some fun brands on board. Um, Trady, shout out to yep. Trady. They've just launched their new beers. They yep. are crisp and delish. Um, they will reward him with some underwear. I can't some... imagine Trady being too precious around the, you know, the logo. They'd love it. Love a larrikin. So <laughs> he has fit the bill. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. They will give him some of their um, body spray, obviously their Trady beer to taste. Um, we've also got Kogan. So Kogan.com, yeah. our great friends at Kogan, will deliver a $100 voucher, something fun for Heath um, to treat himself after his big tat. What about the um, the hotel? Um, no flights involved. Have we heard if uh, Heath is going to make it over from Tassie to, to take up that offer? Look, we might put that one on hold. Maybe we'll save that for next year's um, content piece. I think their name was probably a bit too long to be tattooed, so we thought we'd leave some room for some other brands to get on board. Wait, so the hotel's not happening? Not happening. You'll have to crash um, maybe at your place. Okay, wait, okay, wait, wait. Well, I've got just to say. So, just so I'm clear, just hold on. Oh, gosh. Have Has he already done these tattoos? No, 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 no. We, I've reached out to Heath and said, please hold off. Um, <laughs> Until we can confirm who's on board. Okay. 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 (laughs) What about the good news? 
TaylorMade, I feel like, is... Yes. He was he was big on the TaylorMade. They have come through with the absolute goods. Um, Aaron, the marketing manager at TaylorMade, I feel like one of you might have had some interactions with him over time. Mm. He is extremely proud to be able to kit Heath out with a new set of clubs. <gasps> what? This is what? bigger than we thought? Huge, oh, right? come on. I want a set. <laughs> Wait. Wow. I'm almost tempted to get the tattoo. This is massive news. Huge. Oh, man. Okay. So I think from from originally I think it was going to be a $100 voucher. Yeah. So we got a full new set of clubs for Heath to take down the uh, the course. Oh, come on. I mean, well, I want I've, – I've got a tailor-made driver and it is – it's pretty much the only club I hit with. Okay. I just – even when I'm putting, I might as well pull that bad boy out. Okay, Matt, we're currently in TaylorMade's good books. The last thing we need is them associating your swing with their clubs. Okay, do not <laughs> do not mention that again because I've seen your swing and it's only slightly better than mine, which is awful. So just be very careful here. Oh, I'll tell you what. Well, thank you very much, Courtney. That, uh, that I'm sure, has made Heath's day. That is going to be very excited. He was... He was most excited about a hundred bucks from TaylorMade and now he's got the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> the kit and the caboodle. It's perfect. Thank you so much, Courtney. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. And it brings us to the end of another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thank you very much for joining us. Then until tomorrow, I hope you have a good one. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.